Hello, and welcome to Final Show Films. Thank you all for tuning in. Uh, I'm John, the executive producer here, and I just want to let you know that uh, we appreciate you watching, and all of those of you that support us financially and just by having a good time here and chat with us. Uh, particularly, we want to thank our $25 tier supporters on Patreon, uh, which are Rowan Parker, Drevian Alexander, Samantha Bates, Catwater Flame, and L. Thank you all very much for your support over the years. It's meant a lot to all of us. We appreciate it. And now I hope you sit back, relax, and enjoy. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Grand Terra Shadowfront. I don't know why I've gone into an announcer voice, but here it is. I'm John, your Game Master for the evening. And, uh, oh, episode two of the final days. I'm joined today by Mara. I'm Mara. I'm playing Titania Valkorian, Aladrin, Druid of the Circle of Grim Harvest. And I really wanted to say Roll Destiny right then, but I know that's not the right system. <laughs> I can still do it. Uh, I'd be really impressed if you could Roll Destiny in this Roll 20. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, also being joined uh, by uh, Camille. Hi, I'm Alana. I'm playing the role of Camille tonight. Uh, I am uh, also playing um, Annabella, uh, the Human Ranger. And Jack. Hey everybody, I'm Jack. I'm playing Gent Minar, the half-elf uh, spell-slinger, and I am definitely ready to rumble. And Craig. Good evening. Uh, tonight I'll be playing the part of Grumman Bellmender. And uh, I can punch things four times, but I'll only need the edge of the first punch. Back to you, John. And... Why did... <laughs> Why did you just sound like Chris Evans' character from Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? Fantastic, though, wasn't it? It was great, don't get me wrong. Right, apparently the something weird is happening with the advanced audio capture, and you're all speaking staticky? I don't know. I'm not hearing the static, which you'd think I would be, considering that it's my audio that they're hearing, but... Anyways, also being joined by Holly. Uh, hi. Uh, Craig killed me. Um, <laughs> well, I'm no, Holly. Hi, Holly's ghost. <laughs> I'm playing uh, Jespia, tiefling uh, Chandler. Right. And Cody? Good evening, John. I'm Cody. <laughs> I am playing... I like how only I'll half of you are sticking with the bit. <laughs> yep. That's about yeah, standard for us. Yeah. yeah. I'll be playing Ithrin Valar tonight, Hobgoblin War Wizard. Back to you. <laughs> I'm the weatherman. I just say the thing and then go. I love the unnecessary back to you as well. That's perfect. <laughs> we had uh, we had we had the news we had Craig with the news desk and Cody with the weather. Uh <laughs> still hot out. <laughs> <laughs> Just it sure is. Anyway, John. <laughs> we broke him. We finally did it, people. Uh, sorry, folks. Seems like we're having some technical difficulties with John in the field. We finally broke him with our intros. Jack, going to you, what's it like out there? 
Bernie's. <laughs> Not there, Jeremy. <laughs> I I am Jeremy. Uh, I am playing Sin. Uh, uh, Jane playing uh, Warlock. Um, and D and D Beyond. I love you, but if you think I'm gonna pay four dollars for your shitty pr- digital dice skins, you're you're insane. Well, they're NFTs, Jeremy. Don't know, Jesus. If you think I, if if that were the case, if you think I paid one cent, you're insane. <laughs> An interesting viewpoint from our financial advisor. Now, <laughs> and back William. to you, John. William. Oh, is that aimed at me? Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> busy dying this entire time. I could not come up with a with a reporter voice if you if you put a gun to my head right now. <laughs> Oh god, hi, I'm William. I'm playing Valda Stonebeard, Dwarven Samurai. Sorry, hang on. I'm trying to fix the audio here because apparently it's real bad. They can't they can't hear you anymore. Which is possibly, possibly for the best. There. I've changed the audio around. Let's see if maybe this is better. <clears throat> Anyways. I need to breathe, so that needs to stop. <laughs> There's some samples. Hopefully that's better. Anyways, when last we left Updated off... Updated at 7.30 from William in the field regarding difficulties... The with longer breathing. you guys talk, the longer it is till break. For those of you that need a break. <laughs> um, this is my passive protest of you not breaking whenever I wanted and not getting my way like a spoiled child. Back to you, John. <laughs> For the record... I briefly unmuted Twitch. It sounds good to me. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. That's, that was after I switched the audio around. So <clears throat> I guess it might be something to do with the um, it might something to do with the the uh, the application audio the the feature that I was using to capture audio. So we'll worry about that later. Um. Yeah. Multiple parts <laughs> static. Anyways, when last we left off, the Steelhearts were having dinner with their. Uh, with their reunion uh, back at the Steelhearts estate in Griftop, uh, having reconvened after a year apart from one another with all manner of oh, all oh, Black Lives Matter, trans rights, human rights. I don't know, the, y'all threw me off and I forgot all of it. Anyways, um, okay, I have it. Uh, Camille, you uh, um, Lana. Uh, Lana, that happened. Yeah, it was Craig's fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it was. You blame the wizards. Please blame Fuck Russia. <laughs> they've Fuck all re- Russia. they've all reconvened uh, with a variety of leads for a variety of tasks and a new helper, Vespia, who apparently can retrieve some information at night when she rests. We pick back up in the dining hall, uh, where many of you are finishing eating up, and Titania had just explained that she needed to hunt and kill a reaper, specifically one of Dagoth's reapers, in order to acquire a scythe for the reaper, from the reaper. And it's a task that can only be done one-on-one. So, go. Look, I'm not opposed to that idea. But are we even sure that the scythe of a reaper can do much? It can kill anything, even immortals. 
That's what Avernar told me. Archdruid. I mean, there's probably a reason that Avernar was able to just walk out of the city without being accosted. Yes. So here's my concern. Um, we have many things on our table. Uh, they have varying use levels, varying, varying potentiality. But the ones that specifically give us weapons propose that we, talented as we all clearly are, have a snowball's chance at the bottom of the nine hells. One floor up, because I think the bottom is, is very cold. But one floor up of even touching one of the, touching a god should we try to strike. I feel have that another sort of what the apotheosis ritual would be necessary for then. Exactly. And I think to a great extent a number of these weapons and items to acquire might form a decent scaffolding or framework to build up on which to build our plan for acquiring the ritual. That's not unfair. But yes, no, I think <clears throat> I think the linchpin in all of this thing will be <laughs> fascinating to say, turning one of us into a god. Maybe more than one. Who knows? Or perhaps one of the things that we are that do not specifically require the the act of going directly into combat. Not that combat isn't an option, but I'd argue like... that I would argue, however, that if uh, if why am I forgetting the the firstborn's name, Ternalian. <clears throat> that if Ternalian did not want to go toe to toe with Abernar, that a mortal wielding the appropriate weapon is still a threat. Potentially. Well, and that's not saying that, I mean, Tenalian may have been busy elsewhere, and it was simply that none of his delegated representatives felt like going toe-to-toe -to -toe with Abronar. I feel like if your grand generals of your demon army see something they don't want to touch, that draws the attention of the leader. Unless Abronar leaving the city with probably a comparative handful of survivors simply wasn't high enough on the priority list for them to address in the moment. I feel like that shows weakness that someone like that wouldn't want to, wouldn't want to allow. I think it's also a point worth noting that we are short on time. So we definitely need to prioritize here. Agreed. I, I also want to ask, um, and Grumman is at this point pulling up a new bottle and in the process of uncorking a sort of round bottom bottle, uh, and says, it's been bandied about that there may be at least one, maybe even more than one of the Steelhearts who would have to assume a form of godhood or some sort of immortality to pursue at least one of those goals. Here we go. Who, who is it that would actually want such a thing? Because I know it wouldn't be me. Um, and he sort of is coming over towards... Ben's hand Tanya. is already up. <laughs> um, and is, is reaching out to pour into to Tanya's glass and refill it with the uh, sort of dark, dark red liquid out of this, uh, out of this bottle. Hey, can I top you up there, dear? Yeah. 
you didn't seem particularly enthusiastic about it. I see we've got Ghent there volunteering. Um, anybody else want to go for this ride? Yes. All right. Well, that's two at least. But before we jump on becoming gods, um, as delightful and 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 uh, transcendent as that may be. I think it is also look worth looking into the things that may not, we don't know if they're going to involve direct combat because we don't know exactly what the deal behind them is, such as the first death. Um, right. The graves. Yeah. The, yes, exactly. We don't know what's behind those. For all we know, the first death might learn, oh yes, all you need to do is insert random thing here, voodoo doll it, and... Verse, uh, I'll, I'll no, offer the counter-argument, however, that the first death could only lead us to knowledge that would tell us about the origins of death and what it takes to kill a god, but not the tools to do it with. Exactly. Whereas that's... a weapon has a specified purpose. That could be... I mean, I have to say, I'd be, I'd, I think I'd be in favor... Uh, as has been pointed out, limited amount of time and all, trying for the easy ones first. At least that way we've got something in our pockets. Like taking an examination. Speed through, answer what you know first, and then come back to the complicated ones and see if they're worth trying. Jeremy. Yes. I will. Go. That is I why... would also... <laughs> I'm sorry, Jeremy. Go ahead. Just for that is yeah. <laughs> damn it, damn it. I didn't do it. That was my fault. No, that wasn't you. That no, was... I was just gonna point out for the players when I call out a person specifically, <laughs> let them talk. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. That is why the things like the first death and other things are things that when you travel travel back to to your place, Vespia should definitely be researched because if we can get the answer there we don't have to go on a months-long quest to figure it out that's the quick answer for that one and potentially some of these others we're racking up quite the list please uh tell me your request before i go to bed on what First i'm step. looking for all right the mortal blade mm. Uh, slight editorial sidebar. Vespia, uh, this is the first time we've consulted you on knowledge and research and that sort of thing. Is it something you can do every evening or simply once every so often? or Every evening. Should we give her maybe three to start with tonight so that she could devote a lot of time rather than spreading herself too thin? Um, and Vespia, 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 you know that Basically, what your what your ability does, you see through the eyes of other versions of you. Um, you have no way of guaranteeing what they are going to be researching. This is basically just things that you are going to try to keep an out for while they are searching through. So, it's it's kind of it's not predictable. Okay, as to what you'll find. You can you can like have a you can you can keep in mind things that you want to find, but you're not you can't guarantee that you'll be looking in that particular area this tonight, whatever, etc. 
I should clarify that when I do this, I'm looking through the eyes of another version of myself rather than looking it up myself. So I can look out for these things, but I can't control it very well. So it would make more sense for us to give you the whole of our list. And if anything is able to be checked off, Valid. you can do that. Here, yes, I, I, I'll I start making a list. Um, Grumman pulls out a uh, like a battered old uh, spiral bound pad and, uh, and a, a, a nub of a pencil and starts scribbling stuff down. All right, so uh, we've got the, uh, the scythe, right? Here, you, you all just start shouting them out. I'll write them down. The death. The death. Okay. The scythe and how, what, how to find or call a one of Dagos reapers. I don't know how to do that. Call Dagos rulers. Okay. Reaper. Reaper. I feel like the soul coins is pretty self-explanatory. I don't think we need any additional information on that unless I'm wrong. Actually, we do. Um, if your library has some sort of stepwise technical documents on the forging of soul coins into material that could be utilized in a ballistic manner, uh, rendering the raw material and then forging it into some sort of god-killing or at least god-harming projectile. My library absolutely has that. I don't know if I will be able to be able to obtain the information. Understood. Simply looking for procedural documents. If those can, if you stumble across those in one of your realities. Uh, fuck! What was the goddamn name of the sword? Uh, yeah. Wasn't it the mortal blade? Uh, Nyetism. The the mortal blade of Nyetism. Also, the Mage King's regalia. Right, Mage King's regalia. Locations. Uh, the, 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 there's something about a grave, right? Uh, yes, the Fiend Hunter's grave. Fiend Hunter's grave. Yes. I, um, I have one more as well, in addition to the Fiend Hunter's grave. Uh, that's in the Valkyrie Islands, by the way. Um, Valkyrie Islands, all right. Valkyrie Isles. Valkari, I'm sorry, I missed under. I missed avid right now, erasing Valkari Yes. Um. The other thing is, and and I realize we might very well be quite past this point, but just on the off chance, if there's anything that can buy us more time. <laughs> Buying more time. Um, anybody mind if I add the uh, the ever ice to the list? I mean, and if you ever- want to add it to the list, and it might be kind of might be useful, we can add it to the list. Um, and then a question, um, not for the list, uh, you understand? Uh, and uh, and he as as he's still sort of scratching down the last couple of things, which are um, ever ice obtaining and ever glacier. Where is um, he? Uh, uh, turns toward. Um, I am blanking on your character's name, Holly. I'm sorry, Vespia. Vespia uh, tur- tur- turns turns toward Vespia and says, 
Hey, one more note for the list, but um, I assume before you start on this sort of thing, a nightcap wouldn't go astray. What sort of thing are you in the mood for? I've got a, a rather nice port here, and he's the uh, bottle that he's been pouring out. He will top up anybody who is, is willing. That sounds lovely. Yeah. She'll take a glass. This entire time, she has uh, one arm, one hand on a glass, and the other arm wrapped around Ithra. You get no privacy. I'm sorry. He's also got a glass. But are you really sorry? <laughs> I'm sorry, Vespiasm. Top ups for the happy couple. All right, uh, so anything else? Looks around. Drummond, what's your passive perception? Um, I don't think it's terrible. Um, no, that's mine. I say it's wisdom based, so it shouldn't be that bad. 10 plus your wisdom, plus your perception modifier, basically. Yeah, I just, I, I, I thought I had the sheet open, but I was still in my character select. It's 14. 14. You've probably noticed Ghent has been drinking nothing but water this entire meal. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I, and and I feel like if he if he declined the first time it was offered, mm-hmm. um, Grumman will refill the water, but will not continue. Oh no, it, specifically out of his own water skin. He's oh, not, okay. He's okay. not even right. letting anybody serve him a drink at this point. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. I, you know, Grumman's Grumman owns a bar. He does not push stuff on people who are not actively drinking. Um. Uh, so, um, just a note, my I, passive I perception is 25. <laughs> nice. Oh, okay. That tracks. Well, my pa- my passive insight is 19, but Mine's- yeah, insight's where mine comes into play. 11. Um, don't ask me about my passive investigation. Um, nine. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, 19, uh, on, on that note, by the way, Grumman tears off the piece of paper and hands it over to Vespia. The handwriting is terrible, and about half of it is misspelled. That's fine. So She's please put the list in an itemized fashion, in whatever itemized fashion you put it, Craig, in the chat for me. It'll be oh, useful. Oh, man, for I wasn't volunteering to do I, any actual work. I did write down most of it. Stupid though. homework. I scribbled it on something that I have other notes on, so it's a little hard to read. No, I, I, I'm just kidding. I'm happy to do it. This, it's relevant for me because. All right. So, while Craig is typing that up, is there anything else you are doing before, presumably, going for a long rest? Bath. Hmm. Grumman will make uh, hot chocolate or hot milk for everybody who wants it. That was the actual place we left off. So, some of you head towards the hot tubs. That's right. Which are broken. And you find that they are not only dry, but the fire orbs have no heat. Ah, that's fucking disappointing. Fat day. Fire. I'm sure I can get this. Does it just need fire? Are they magical? Do they just need fire? No, they were magical. They were enchanted stones that heated the water around them. Can Ghent analyze these and see if they are well and truly broken or if they just need recharging or something? Sure, you can give me an Arcana check or an Investigation check, whichever you prefer. Sin is just doing some prestigitation a foot at a time, cleaning 
the thing up because it's certainly not in good shape. Oh yeah, no, no, it's six. (laughs) Thank you, Ithril, for being here. I'll walk over and look at him. Get, you're looking at it. You're looking at it, and you're like, you put the goggles down, you put them back up, you put them back down, you put them back up. Seems like a perfectly round sphere to you. No, um, uh, Ithram. Ithram. Mm-hmm. You look at it from a more magical perspective, sort of, you know, rolling your eyes to one side as you glance into the arcane. Now um, they roll back. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Start throat. The um, all of the fire ether within these stones has basically been sucked dry. All of the fire attuned ether that kept that made them generate heat has been consolidated into the rest of the stone. Now it's just a now it's just a perfectly smooth ball of stone. Is this similar to what was happening over in the shadow front, or is this just natural degradation? A little because bit of a little, little bit of both. It seems less like it's not the same as what was happening in the shadow front. This seems more like something ate it than like something ate actively devoured the flame within, rather than consolidated it all into a pure ether. Um, the stone is still stone. It's just no longer has that fire magic in it. Mm. As opposed to being turned into something else. This sucks. I'm going to go help Grumman clean up. Yeah, I, 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 rolled, I rolled insight, except it's Tinker's Tools, as long as I can use wisdom for it. Uh, I, I, in regards to what? Uh, in, in regard to eventually getting the, uh, the stuff cleaned and working. Like oh, if I can okay. work on the actual plumbing. Yeah, because I'm I'm proficient in tinker's tools, masons, like all kinds of tools. Yeah, so you yeah you 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 take a look at it. Um, the core functionality of the hot tubs was the fire orbs. Basically, it was sort of a quick way to generate heat without having to rig up any complex machinery. Ultimately, it's basically a series of connected buckets with water flowing through them. Uh, so you could make something more complex that would do the job without relying on the magical stones. Uh, but you'd need to run pipes down to the you'd need to run pipes to a boiler, and you need to do a bunch of other stuff. And you're in the, you're sort of like sketching plans in the back of your head as to how you would turn this into a functional hot tub again, but it wouldn't be easy or quick. Ithrim, do you think you can recharge these things? Uh, would I be able to? Um, potentially. I could give it a shot. Um, it... How many fire wanna... spells? How many fire spells do you know? Uh, let's see. One. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I can actually, I have the metamagic feat, though, that lets me change damage types. So literally any spell that does elemental damage is fire. Okay, cool. Can be. I just like the one. And that was firebolt. Not not really a fire mage, are you? (laughs) No, no, Um... no. I'm any kind of mage. (laughs) I mean, I have green flame blade, but I don't think we want to be striking these things repeatedly with the sword. Especially not my sword. Um, so yeah, no. you can't. You you are familiar. the The reason why I ask how many fire spells you know is because it's less about being able to change the dam- the elemental damage of your spells as it is being familiar with that particular elemental type. Like if you were an elemental adept, that would have been enough to qualify. Period. But um, so other than that, I have at least three or four fire spells. Okay, yeah, they're natively fire spells. Okay. So yeah, you're you're yes. you're familiar with weaving uh, elemental ether. Yes, you could you could reenchant these. Um 
you would basically just you would have to you you, you would spend the equivalent of a uh, first level spell slot uh, to recharge each of them. Correction. We have? If you hit me, if you throw it at me and it hits me in the head, I could hellish rebuke it. There are two. All right. Yeah. I'll I'll say I could give it a try and I'll like palm them and then two spell slots. Yeah. So you 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 feel you just sort of you all see a burst of flame just sort of engulf the orbs sort of spiraling up out of out of out of Ithram's palms into the around the stones and then into them and as the fire sinks into the stones they regain that uh red warm glow that they had previously and you all feel the heat coming off of them it's the heat of a bonfire but without the actual burning sensation um just coming off of both orbs thank you very much Ithram the, the room now instantly we just feels need warmer. water Yes, now we just need to get the water running again. Because yeah, I, fin- I assume I finished cleaning them at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty easy to, 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 yeah. to clean the grime out. I don't know when to stop spelling this one. Cyclical prestidigitation. Hmm. Uh, so yeah, there, there are now two. There are now two empty hot tubs with a pair of fire orbs that are working again, and no water. Titania. Uh, I'm assuming uh fucking also uh did 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 Grumman actually miss or did you Craig just forget the the uh mortal blade of Nyerism? Um I think I think Grumman actually missed that. Uh I think he thought that was the scythe. So no. we'll... <laughs> yeah. um assuming someone points that out to him, it would be Sorry, I was looking at my spells and then I clicked on the... All of a sudden, Vespia attacks! I knew it! This is what you get for forgetting something for the list! Accidentally (laughs) hit something. Vespia views the heen of stones as as an attack. (laughs) Vespia takes psychic damage from the spelling. So. Well, you know, I I forgot that I don't have that part up yet. <laughs> I got a different thing for the staff, so I don't actually have create water, unfortunately. Um, it's all right. I'll just start bringing it upstairs. Oh, we have, I assume that. we have we have water in the kitchen, or dinner probably tasted yes, real weird. There, yeah, yeah. There, is, yeah. there is there's a well outside. There's literally a well outside. All right. Grumman will just start bringing Come, it Grumman, let's go. four buckets at a time. Yeah. I will also help with that. Pop the forearm bracers. Here we go. Oh, Vespia, can you... Um, oh, well, if they're both doing it, then I won't. Sign this. It's a... I'll hand you a piece of paper. Uh, <laughs> That's not ominous. It's got it's got a a a. Short it's the reincarnation checklist. consent uh, form. Make sure them, uh, it's heavily folded by this point because I've been carrying these around uh, just in case. Uh, one of them, uh, one of the things says, uh, "How do you feel about being turned into a zombie?" That one's crossed out, uh, and it just says, uh, "How do you feel about uh, being raised from the dead?" 
yes or no uh and uh would you be okay with getting reincarnated yes or no make sure you read the fine print on that she will read over it very well yeah basically she wants to get permission before she does like reincarnate on someone because certain people don't like it in this group so but yes the uh that the I, i pointed you all to the well that's on the corner of the property Based, it, it's just if you are okay if I I'm I do druidic magic and some of it can change your form in the process I don't know how you felt about that I'm fine with being brought back but I would like my form to stay as it is okay please sign there then and um <laughs> not there <laughs> yeah and yep that'll do it uh, if you want to give me some of your hair, just in case. She will take a knife out of her pocket and take a little lock of hair off. Thank you. It, this has probably already happened again with the, the cooking and everything, but Grumman spent a significant amount of his time uh, of, of his retirement in the ruins, the hive of ruin. Uh, he definitely pokes the surface of the water uh, if it's reachable from the top, or at least the surface of, a, of what comes up in a bucket with a st- 10-foot stick before bringing it into the house. Okay. <laughs> it's not a slime. Okay. okay. Just, you know, like I said, significant amount of time in the hive of ruin. I know. No, it's absolutely, absolutely fair. So, yeah. Is there anything else anyone else is doing before your long rest? Uh, as soon as the hot tub room is empty, uh, he's going to ritual cast alarm in there because what <clears> the <throat> fuck ate the aether out of this? So everybody in the house it won't set it can. off. Okay. But anything else? Well. So you specify parameters anyone in the house or did you specify parameters uh, to Tanya, Party Grumman, members, Vespia, Valdez, people, people that I have witnessed in the house. Okay. Okay. You know, the cool. people that he knows are here. Yes. Uh, can you put an alarm in the chat for me, just so I can re- refresh myself on what it does? Specifically? Yes. There you go. What? What is? What is? Just. Just to be clear, what is the general approach to the tub? Like, would Grumman go and get a pair of bathing shorts? What are we doing? Full on cannonball nude. So far, right. no, so far, <laughs> yeah. no one has set us has uh, set a standard. So uh, yeah, we have naked. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean... like before before the hiatus, it was very clearly naked bathing. <laughs> That's true. I, I was wondering because yeah. Vespia would just take it all off. As you can see, okay. there is a there is a dressing room in front of the hot tubs with a curtain, but mm-hmm. pa. All right. So Apparently yeah, I mean, the, when in Rome, okay. When in Pretty Rome, much. take your pants off. Grumman, Grumman will get out, put on a uh, when whenever when it's finished. Grumman gets out, puts on a like old sort of comfortably threadbare robe that he clearly has brought from home. Um, Does it match and his some beard? Old, uh, some old, yeah, he brought that from home too. Um, old <laughs> scuffed up uh, slippers, and we'll we'll head down to the kitchen to wash up. I need to know what is the color of the robe of Grumman's robe? Yes. 
Um, it is a um, sort of like it it it, it fades. It, it looks like a sunset, but very faded. So think like um, sort of Miami Vice era beach towel. So it was once a vibrant color, but has seen so much direct sunlight that it has faded in waves. Yeah, pretty well. I mean, I mean, it 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 was originally bright sunset colors. Now it's like a pastel sunset. Cool, 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 cool. Just wanted to make sure. Uh, no, I, in, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was going to say an interesting note uh, that might be interesting is that uh, uh, I believe I believe since Carissa right now, um, you might expect somebody who can change their form to be whatever they like to just always be perfect within the body there are scars and wounds and that sort of thing mm-hmm. that are that that are on the body <clears throat> yeah ghent also has some fresh scars that people have not seen before mm-hmm. they look like they're about probably 6 months old or so everyone maybe a little older Everyone that has fresh scars that no one else has seen before, raise your hand. <laughs> I don't think anybody's seen Grumman naked. No so. seen <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, well, that's, so, that is also part of it, but most of the party. On that note, um, Annabella actually has staggering few scars, staggeringly few scars, considering she's a warrior. Like. She's also an Christine, archer, though, so there's that. There's that. Yep. A competent warrior? We're saved. <laughs> I was about to say, Val- Valdeth also has very few scars as just sort of the product of being good at her job and taking a point of not letting enemies scar her. Or cup running. That, that part. Grum- Grumman has, I think, comparatively few scars, at least to some of you, but very clearly has a bunch of bones that have healed in weird ways from from bare room brawls. brawls. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. it just sounds it just sounds like a like somebody rolling dice whenever whenever Grumman walks into a room. <laughs> yeah, well, also whenever Craig walks into a room, but for... <laughs> I guess Tahani would have like pockmarks from where the mushrooms grew that are no longer there that'd be it oh are there are there no mushrooms whatsoever anymore oh. and all the and the bits of the bits of her skin that glowed gold uh don't glow anymore nope i think the only people that haven't seen ithram's main big scar like right about chest level <laughs> is grummond and uh annabella mm-hmm. yeah this is this is all new territory for Grumman because you all were all dressed for very cold weather yeah. when Grumman yep. met you. Um, yeah. Val- Valdeth has one major scar, which is just sort of a, a lateral laceration across her chest from, I believe it was very specifically catching a giant's greatsword in the chest. Something like that, yeah. Grumman- Grumman is is like not at all perturbed by the nudity as you might expect from someone who grew up in what is essentially a beach tourist town, um, but is also not like in any way sort of lasciviously checking people out. Right, just sort of like, oh, okay, it's a hot tub situation. I know these. Grumman I'm is from a yeah, like town. Grumman is the old the, man in the public bath that keeps turning the hot water on. <laughs> yeah, 
there's there's a there's a certain level where like the hot tub situation becomes common enough that there's no there's no intrigue in seeing other people naked at any moment, yeah which is... yeah absolutely right Thespia, on the other hand is checking everyone out i've never reached Atta that girl. part myself but i hear it exists <laughs> uh annabelle is definitely closer to grumman than um Vespia, for sure like she's like okay cool we're, we're doing the hot tub thing sweet no big deal um Grumman has has also brought in several large pitchers of of water. Um, if anyone is capable of making ice, uh, that would be added to it. And there is in the middle of each of the you can sort of see it in the in the artwork, but in the middle of each of the um, the hot tubs, there is a sort of like table, like this sort of built in central table that you can place things on from which the water cycles when it's. That way, you know, the hot water flows up into that and then pours back out to keep the water circulating so you don't stew. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, there, there is also a keg if anyone wants it. He's brought uh, cups up. There is also a pony keg of, like, a really hoppy uh, ale, like a pale ale. One of those ones that's, that's very refreshing when you're very hot. Uh, Grand Terra, relax with alcohol in a hot tub night. If we turn the lights down, I can do fairy fire over the water. Ooh. Right, let's get that going. Lit by fairy fire. Yeah. Yep. You all have a relaxing evening with a communal bath. Any specific bath discussions or just general small talk? I... Valdeth definitely does as she as she suggested, take a moment to sort of like lean over the side of the bath and actually like shave the whiskers that she that she has accrued because they can't become a full beard so they're just going to look bad Do you yeah have, unless um, anybody are, are... starts a, a serious conversation Annabelle is just kind of doing general small talk yeah, that, right. likewise, Grumman's just, at, I think, would ask people what they've been up to. We'll also specifically ask Valdeth, um, well, is Valdeth just dry shaving, or is there lather? Uh, she's probably just dry shaving, honestly. Uh, yeah, Grumman can... will sort of grimace and, and go like, oh, God, all right, just hold on, lass, I'll be right back. And, like, hops up <clears throat> naked out of the bath. But wet footsteps running down the hall. If anybody is not in the bathroom, you see Grumman just like free swinging it down the hallway, running to his room, and we'll come back in with <laughs> with with a with a small um, like ceramic mug, uh, a, a boar's hair brush, and uh, and 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 a little like um, I, I guess it would probably be like a little sort of porcelain screw top uh, canister of like uh, of of. Uh, like solid puck soap uh, to whip up into foam. <laughs> and she'll she'll apply that and shave a little bit smoother. Thank you, Grumman. I gives me that gives me that the the creepers just watching you do it. Dry dry shaving's no way to be. Everstone women can't really grow facial hair very much, if at all. So not really used to having to shave all that much. In fact. It's a bit strange to see the whiskers come in as they have. It's road stress primarily, but well, I, I don't think they look bad. But if 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 you'd like to have them out, best be comfortable about it. Hmm. Um, I tell you what, I really only of... use it for this part. And he 
brushes the the one shaved part of his face with just the chin. He said, so you can use it for the rest and we'll go through it at about a normal pace then. It was one of the more difficult things about the era when I had to pass myself off as the son of my family rather than the daughter, is that seeing a, seeing a male dwarf clean shaven was a mark of extreme eccentricity, so I had to pass that off. That's a great shame. Everybody should be able to do whatever they want with their old whiskers. How long was it you had to pass yourself off as a son? If you don't mind me asking. Until about a year ago when we came back to Everstone. Oh. And from what age were you? Since I was able to be seen in public. So, a child. <sighs> That's, that sounds right, rough. Everstone's... Sounds awful. Everstone's what we call a bit backwards in terms of its... Uh, Social climate, and highly advanced, highly advanced technology, masterful arm arms work, and excellent engineering, but a bit uh, constrictive as far as the roles of women. How they know who you are? The will shed of it, then. Well, they're working on it now that the now that the High King of Everstone has declared me to be the rightful thane of my house. Despite my gender, the other houses had best shut up and take notice, especially if they want my help defending against demons. Has it been going well? I know you've been visiting there. It also helps that a lot of the uh, leaders of the other houses all died in a dwarf plague. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What was that? Has it been going well, though? You've been visiting there. My blade's seen a fair share of action over the year. Mostly skirmishes, nothing too outright invasion yet, but uh, the cannons have seen more work than I have. The, but uh, pointed outward, not in, then. No, uh, no, no duels or anything of the sort? I've had to put down one or two uppity officers who didn't take kindly to taking orders from a, women, from a woman until from I women. broke their nose with the pommel of my blade. I was going to say put down or put down because those are two separate things. Put down in the sense that they're still breathing. So because uh, I couldn't afford to waste good officers. Uh, you also you also know that in the year since um, the uh, the High King has recovered enough of his vitality to actually be uh, more mobile. He's probably never going to participate in full on battle again, but he's still strong enough to defend himself, and he's much more mobile than he was when the rest of them saw him last. <laughs> I mean, that is fair, but not being able to afford it hasn't stopped certain places from doing it anyways. Let's say I intend to be better than most of the places I've seen. I have no doubt of that. So does that, do does that mean, then, that uh, Ghent and Titania are, uh, are uh, Royal consorts or uh, uh, Titania is technically a royal in her own right, which is why yeah. I was initially arranged to be married to her. I see, I see. All right, so that was that was a uh, was that before you'd even met? I was I was sent to the city of Tiram as an arranged marriage with Titania while I was still under the guise of of Jarl Valdeck <coughs> rather than Thane's daughter, uh, and. 
As it turns out, it was a shrewder call than, than I could have ever given my mother credit for. I'm glad to hear that happy part of it. And Kent, what about you? How did you fall into this? You're, uh, you're, you've acclaimed then to two thrones. I have a claim to technical advertisement. Well, I, I'm not an administrator of any sort. No, but you're, you're, you're married to two, uh, to two royal swords, aren't you? Not yet. <laughs> Engaged at the moment. Still have yeah. to actually get the wedding done. Oh, have you considered venues? I've done a lot of considering venues over the past year that's been, aside from defending Everstone, getting set up and trying to arrange things for a wedding has been a significant portion of my time Well, you've clearly been saving the best for last because I haven't seen you come in to try the spread that we offer at the Broken Bell (laughs) Are you offering? Fair fair ocean views, ocean breeze, finest food in Swiggle. I, I should say the finest food on that side of the continent. How big is it? And how big do you want it to be? I We've have... got an open air part that with enough planning we can stretch all the way down to the docks. I have a lot of family. Oh, we've got a lot of chairs. <laughs> I I will legitimately I will legitimately take a look when we're all still alive. I'll 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 put it to you this way. Over the past summer, we held the Bellmender family reunion there. <laughs> I concede. <laughs> there are a lot of you. Ah, that's right. Uh, the world would be a more boring place otherwise. Are you, how about you, Annabelle? Annabelle, mine. Um, what about me, my lady? Oh, how how does your break been? Did you oh, travel? Um, actually, I did staggeringly little traveling. Um, I tried to spend my time as close to familiar places as possible. Of course, I couldn't stay too close to Taram, but. I found some um, places that my family used to frequent when we had our few vacations. Um, the the time that we spent um, establishing our connections as nobility. Um, you probably spent a lot. I visited of some of those places. You probably spent a lot of time um, north, uh, just across the channel, um, in um, uh, the kingdom of Adal. Most likely it was because that that would be the the, the the sort of the closest neighboring like a trade property, but also be um, fairly safe location as far as that is concerned. So that a, a doll you said? Yeah, the kingdom of a doll. A D A L L. Sorry, no, A D A L. Yeah. No, um, I um I spent some I spent a lot of time in a doll actually. Um, just um establishing my own reputation as a as a merchant and um, deciding on what Wait, business what ventures sell? I wanted to undertake. Hey, you've got to um, tell us what you're selling. Advertise. Well, still kind of working on that. Um, it's a lot of um, raw materials, textiles and such. Um, I'm kind of still dabbling because my, my family 
actually does a lot in the um, clothing area. Like my, my father is actually a tailor um, by trade, uh, other than being a spy, of course. Um, and I'm trying to get away from that, but I haven't really decided what I want to do. Um, the Most of the year for me has been just exploring myself, um, trying to experience as many things as possible earnestly. Before this, it was always, I learned what I had to learn for whatever face I needed to put on. And now I don't have to put faces on anymore. Now I can just be me. So That's- that's incredible. Well. Tailor, tinker, soldier, spy, you've got it all. <laughs> well, I also I also talked to Mercy. Um he seems very interested still, which is kind of weird because Wait, who's that? I um sorry. Uh, Mercy is my uh, my yes, my former fiance. Uh, we were it was an arranged marriage. I had been promised to him since as long as I could remember. And um, I wrote him shortly after I joined you all and told him that I did not want to marry him. And I wrote my family and I told them that I was renouncing my my um, place among the Mercantis family. And then I wrote your mother and told her that I was stepping down as a member of the Grossi. And after all of that, um, Mercy sent me a number of letters just wanting to spend time with me. We've seen each other a few times. And he um, he seems very interested in me for myself, which is strange because I always thought he only wanted me for what he was promised to have. Yeah, that's not strange. So. Anybody who's met you for five minutes would know that's not strange. You're a hell of a person to get to know. I would say more like 20. (laughs) Are you kidding? Jerisa, did you... The moment we met Annabella, she fell from the god's damn ceiling. So, That's true. That that did happen. Everyone except everyone except for Ithram's passive perception is high enough. Um, that you notice a soft snoring sound. Here? Look around. From where? Uh, Vespia has fallen asleep, like in the like, almost completely submerged in the water. Oh no! I'm gonna. Oh I'm gonna, bless her! I'm, I'm gonna... uh, don't don't. This sort of thing happens all the time here. Um. Uh, Ithrim, darling, give me a hand and let's let's get your uh, your 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 sweet girl out of the water. I'll just uh, I'll be the gentleman and I'll grab the shoulders. You grab the other bits. Yeah, Ithrim, uh, Vespia fell asleep right next to you. You didn't even notice. Yep, yep. I start shoes vibing, enjoying everybody <laughs> telling their stories. Uh, he's yeah. Okay, yeah. So the two of you go to move Vespia. And either she's a lot heavier than she looks or something weird's going on because you can't move her. She's probably at the library, I would have guess. I, have I seen her like this before? No. No? 
Can we make sure she doesn't drown? Because I feel like that's the most important part. As you're sort of, as you're, as you're also looking at her, she seems actually like locked in position spatially. I know the spell; it only works on objects, though. No. <laughs> I yeah right. I'm sure you and Vesby has been working pretty hard on that immovable rod, and he's elbowing. German, the... Oh, for Galadir's sake! Um, I wish she was awake for this. So, has your beard been in the water at all? Oh yeah, he looks he looks like a drowned muskrat. It's just all right, like well now it's frozen. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I mean, to theorize here a little bit. Um, he goes back to this library, converses with she. She she checks in with other versions of herself. One might imagine in such a situation, you might be locked into time and space for a moment, in order to ensure that nothing untoward happens to you. Right, uh, sort of a protection effect, yes. Or maybe there's multiple of her in there right now, and so she's really heavy. Or perhaps that. It is knocking the ice off his beard. It says, oh, where was this when I was trying to ice up the water? You little rascal. <laughs> Meanwhile, Vespia. You slipped into a dream so subtly you didn't even realize you were falling asleep. A combination of the hot water, conversation, and the alcohol uh, having been enough to send you under ahead of schedule. And as you are familiar with, whenever you fall asleep, you don't enter a restful slumber, though your body does, as far as you're aware. You fall out of yourself, out of time, out of space. Your consciousness plummeting down down slipping through the cracks in reality until you take anchor in the mind of another version of you this version of you is a tiefling though green in color rather than blue uh wears a variety of colorful jewelry on a pair of wings that you don't have um and is a scholar, as opposed to a seeker, so is indeed in a place where you would be able to see them reading through books. Mm-hmm. As you watch through their eyes, they seem to be focusing on a particular series of tomes um, that go over a series of uh, myth and legend and trying to piece together a story of some kind. Uh, this, You know this version of you uh, enjoys consolidating narratives to give context to other pieces of history and lore to form a full story. What they're reading at the moment is a myth from the perspective of the author, but could very well be reality for you or those around you. At the moment, she is reconstructing the tale of the Mage King Kestrel. The Mage King Kestrel was a powerful spellcaster that ruled in an age-long past uh, in a northern kingdom amidst ice and snow. 
his kingdom was not particularly uh, well off naturally. It did not have many natural resources that were useful to it, but through his arcane workings and the collaborative effort of other magic users, all um, driven from their homelands for a variety of reasons, decried as witches and warlocks, um, uh, 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 um, scapegoated as blasphemers and apostates. Uh, they had all gathered in this harsh, unforgiving land to make something of it under his guidance. He was known as a wise and just ruler during his time. The stories about him mostly revolve around, mostly pick, depict him as a Solomon-esque character. Someone who would pass judgment as fairly as possible, giving seemingly impossible justification, uh, seemingly impossible decisions, in order to bring his subjects into their own conclusions rather than pressing upon them the results he desired. And his story ends in violence, in defense of his kingdom. The books that you are reading through show that. A great evil sought to end his kingdom. It doesn't specify what or how, but it does say that the Mage King and his closest acolytes stood guard in a frozen path at an ancient temple to seal away his kingdom for its own protection and to prevent whatever they were defending against from getting into it. Sacrificing their own lives to stop it from from proceeding through the valley that they defended. This frozen valley would theoretically be his last and final resting place amidst the destroyed temple that he used as his battleground. And as you, as this other you flips through this information, you get a map. The map is not precisely the Grand Terra that you're on, but it is very similar. And in this map, it shows a kingdom on the northern, uh, towards the northernmost reaches of. Oh, I can't remember the name of this continent. <sighs> because we don't go to it very often, that's why. Yaskorva or Sinesicare? Uh. No, neither of those. Or Galadera. Uh, nope. Uh, Leftheria. In northern Leftheria. reaches of Leftheria, where on this Grand Terra would be known as the Eastfeld. Um, specifically, if you were to look on this map, as you sort of mentally correspond what you're seeing, his kingdom... There is a frozen, basically, mountain here. And according to what you're seeing, if, his, if this myth reflects accurately, his final resting place would be right here. The kind of at the choke point of the peninsula. Mm -hmm. 
the Mage King Kestrel. Oh, I did write that down right. You spend the entire night as you often as you do every night watching through the eyes of this person as they take this full eight hours of your rest uh, piecing together this information and this story until at last they have a fairly complete manuscript um, titled The Last Stand of the Mage King. It seems that whatever he fought was never seen again at least as far as the records for that particular region are concerned. But neither was he, nor his kingdom. The rest of you. Yep. So, Vespia seems to be basically unmoving. She's not moving, but she's not going to drown. Doesn't look like it. What was that, uh, Cody? Just Ethram saying, I could try one thing, but I don't know. If she's stuck here, then I'd rather not. Perhaps not fuck with Yes, things. test. <clears throat> now, norm normally you're in a bed when this happens, Vespia, as opposed to in a hot tub. Yeah, I don't know how well this condition and teleport will cut the wire. Well... Mesh. We can, assuming this will last a night's rest, we can take turns keeping an eye out, make sure nothing We can also do this and I'll just shape water enough so that there's like just a right here. So like the water, the hot tub's going to act like a blanket and the water level's not going to get that high. The water from that is just going to go into the other hot tub and it's going to be overfilled a little bit. Just to be sure. Here, I'll do this. Um, and I uh, cast, uh, oh, what's it called? I use this spell all the time. Hang on. Oh, that's such a familiar um, spell. Yeah. Um, Third level. No, it's fifth <clears throat> or fourth level. Uh, death ward. In case. <laughs> what does it look like now? When you cast uh, that. I've never cast this one before. I didn't have this one before. What 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 does what does your casting look like now? Um it's <clears throat> it's uh she has to take time with it. It's not as much like just shoving raw energy through because she had a lot of excess ether before. Um so this is much more like um kind of tracing around uh kind of things. And as um yeah. I was like, as Titania's doing that, all of you see the faintest outline of a larger figure just hovering behind, mimicking her motions. Not solid enough to get a good look at what it is, but just something much larger than Titania. X. As if they're move as if they're both moving with the same body, but two distinct shapes. And then when the spell finishes, yeah. the figure fades. Hmm. I will help her in 
in, in case of accident. It's a death ward. Huh. I'm gonna go to bed. <sighs> I can use a rest after a long day on the road as well. If I'm are you sure this will keep her safe? Uh, lowered the water level enough; she should be fine. But I will stay for a while in case she wakes. And I can also leave Shikar here. And I summon him, and he's not a little teeny little baby owl anymore. <laughs> he's like he's the same colors, same uh, like flammulated coloration. But he, now he's about the size of a barn owl. The hoot is like the most masculine and deep, like bassy hoot you've ever heard. <laughs> hoot. Hoot. <laughs> hoot. <laughs> Like if Dwayne the Rock Johnson was impersonating a barn owl. <laughs> Ghent is just up out of the tub, goes to his room, collapses on a bed. Hey, I have a question for you. You're welcome to try and come up, catch up with him. Yeah, I'm going to. Okay. Knock, knock. There's about a 10 second pause, and then the you door know there's a secret open. passageway between your rooms, right? She's doing this publicly. <laughs> yeah. Hello. Hi. Did you really do you really want to the apotheosis thing? Yes. I do. That was, I think, happening to me slowly and it felt like shit. I was sick for a like a year. Hmm. Your ether goes all out of whack. I'm a bit used to that. I'm sure it's going to be much more dramatic and a much more significant thing than any of us have experienced before. Why? Lots of reasons, probably, darling. Thrill of discovery, new experiences. My insatiable and potentially fatal curiosity. Yep. Also, my paranoia, my desire to have as many possible contingencies in places. I could conceivably manage having a bit of divinity at my fingertips or a whole serving would certainly extend that. And while I'm certainly not going to speak for you or for Valveth, I feel like the two of you have gone through enough. And if anybody deserves a normal life, it's you. And despite what your grandfather did, the idea of having more time is attractive in its own way. And I would 
very, very much like to be in a position to wrench Alfenbar out of existence and sequester him into a place where some level of justice can be meted out. So, you know, wanton revenge, that counts in as well. Titania, you hadn't noticed it before. <clears throat> but the um, the amount of sort of weatheredness to Gint's face at the moment and just the sort of general positional that he's in reminds you a lot of the very brief glimpse you got of Alfenbar during the invasion. Yeah. You don't know why specifically, just something about the way he's the way he looks and the way he's behaving. You know that a normal life for the two of us involves you in it, right? Valdez says, rounding the corner, having been listening from around the corner the entire time. Well, I would certainly hope so, Lau. How many gods do you know that spend their time on the mortal plane aside from one particular dickhead? At least, well, aside from that one, one who that was, I know who of. Was, who was confined to a chair his entire life? Was he? Depends on who you're talking was about. The, the, God the God Emperor never left that chair. As far as anyone knows, the God Emperor never left his throne. But was he confined, or was it a choice? Do you There's a great deal him? we don't know. Honestly, yes, I would. <laughs> big choice though and there are other ways to see justice done potentially that's true it's not just one thing though there are like, like I just said about a dozen myriad contributing factors and despite the risk this seems to be a very pragmatic step you're going to ask your fiancés to be your first worshippers because if you've forgotten gods here need worshippers i'll have to see what's involved in the ritual then and no that sort of thing is going to be voluntary if i become deity and if nobody volunteers, then I'll be the weakest god walking. I'll be fine with that. You know, godhood isn't a protection against dying, right? In this fight. That's oh yes, no. That's that's sort that's sort of very much the uh, <laughs> the point. I'm not looking to avoid death. I'm looking to have as many tools at my disposal that I can use for the good of those I care about, and to an extent, I suppose, the world at large. Roughly in that order. What you're selling to buy those tools. 
please. Thank you. I'll walk into it with my eyes open. Yes. And <laughs> I do tend to try and consider the risks before I jump into most things. Hmm? Try. Okay. And then I will go to bed because it's been a long day. All right, prospective God, show me what you've learned over the past year. It's not going to be entertaining. Mostly I've learned to sleep wherever I possibly can. <laughs> we'll figure something out. <clears throat> and he cracks probably the first smile you've seen since he walked in the door. Anything else from anyone else? Not before bed, no. So you all take a long rest. Vespia, you wake up the next morning feeling refreshed. Slightly pruny. Hovering slightly above the uh, the hot tub. For anyone that had gone, uh, that had woken up throughout the night to go and check on Vespia, mm -hmm. um, at yeah. roughly the four-hour mark after Vespia fell asleep, uh, she floated up into the air above the water and continued to lay there until... The eight-hour mark, at which point she woke up and gently descended to the floor. Do 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 the the hot tubs have lids? I would assume like wooden lids that you can put over them. Yeah, no one ever puts them over them, but yes, they do. All right. Seeing that Grumman would have moved the lid back into place and then gathered a bunch of blankets uh, to serve as essentially you know bedding and pillows and cushioning if Vespia suddenly fell, um, and also would. Just floating in the air, I, I think yeah. would drape a blanket over her so she looks like a magician's trick. <laughs> Annabelle would help him with that if she walked in on it at any point. Up to y'all. Depends on how many of you are concerned about this person uh, and, and feel the need to wake up and check on them. Um, Does she wake up with stuff drawn on her? <laughs> no, but you do, wake up, you do wake up as a magician's trick. For whatever that's worth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, not drawn in you, but Grumman does have a large metal ring and is moving it back and forth along your body. Um, uh, but yeah, you wake up feeling refreshed with the knowledge that you gained from your extended study. And the rest of you wake up in your varying degrees, whoever wakes up first, you know, second, third, etc. Once Till is awake, I will go find him. <laughs> My name is Gent now. <laughs> Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I'm I sorry. was desperately trying to remember who Till was, and then I was like, oh, wait, right, wrong game. <laughs> uh, wrong game. Which NPC of mine is this? Gint. Gint. Yep. Once okay. Gint wakes up, mm -hmm. I will go find him. Okay. Um, He's probably pretty easy to find. He's in the workshop first thing, pretty much. Like, he'll swing by the kitchen, grab a handful of something or a mug of something, presuming oh. that Yeah. Grumman's already there. Right, probably. yeah. Um 100% before anybody And will be, like, yeah. be like, oh, good morning. Are you see, I've got, oh, you found the coffee, right? And then I have, oh, okay, talk to you later. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, he's in the workshop and he's just, he's he's got all of his gear laid out and he's just <laughs> doing basic maintenance. <laughs> 
and scribing stuff for the day. Hi, Annabella. You um, you have a second? Until we figure out where we're headed, yes. What can I help you with? I couldn't help but overhear that you seem to be the most adamant about pursuing that quest for godhood, if it comes to that. Yes, well, just, um, it's it's going to be dependent, of course, on what we discover along the way. There obviously is a lot of things we don't know, and those could inform my decision going forward, but as it stands now, yes, quite a bit. I just wanted you to know that I definitely have no intention of competing for that spot, but I would absolutely be willing to help in the quest to acquire followers. I would help you build your following. That's very kind of you, Annabella. Well, and he kind of he kind of gives you a look. Can I make like an insight check or something to see if like is Annabella angling to be Pope? Go ahead, <laughs> <laughs> High Priestess of Ghent. Right? Hey, there's a natural one. <laughs> nope, yeah. just seems like a friendly gesture. Okay, cool. <laughs> That's I'd really be honored nice to have your assistance. That's if, a... of course, it comes to that and I don't end up dying horribly or something along the way. And, you know, if it doesn't, or you do end up dying somewhere along the way, I'll find some other way to help. I just... Honestly, it's I'm... you to take that on. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I don't feel like I have a corner on that characteristic in our present company but and we may run across things along the way really honestly it's going to be good to have someone to remind me on occasion that this is not all about personal accomplishment I do have a bit of a tendency to lean that direction well I can't speak to your tendencies i haven't really actively known you long enough what i can say is that for my part it's not about you i i don't dislike you but if you're the one of us who's willing to take the risk to make the moves to do what's necessary to make sure the new god king is no, he's not able to hold his position or carry out his plan. I'll do what I can to help with that. And if that means making sure people are around to sing your praises so you're strong enough to put a bullet in his head, well, far be it for me to tell you no. It's very gracious of you. Mm. I do appreciate it. That was all. I'll leave you to your work. If you see anybody else who needs me, you can just let them know where I am. I'm definitely taking office hours this morning. I will do that. I'm going to go find Grumman. I, um, 
Yeah, Gr- Grumman is in the kitchen. I would say depending well, on what really time quickly, people get up. Really quickly, because that was a whole conversation. Um, Sorry, I didn't mean to. Like, I was just saying that's, that's where I'm going. And, 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 and I just, I, I didn't want to launch into a conversation. I just wanted to pre- present a smellscape for people waking up in the house, Go if ahead. I can. Yeah. Um, uh, around, um, what time is dawn here? Um, around six-ish in the morning. Okay, so about the, the first smell, depending on when people wake up or would be aware of smells, the first smell is probably a little after five would be coffee uh, that is on, and there will be sort of consistently a pot of that uh, whenever anybody's up. Um, a little bit before dawn, there is the smell of, of baking, baking bread or um, at least something baking with, uh, with a hint of, of herbs, um, thyme specifically, if anybody's smelling it. And then as the, as the morning goes on, increasingly the smell of things frying, um, predominantly the, the smell of bacon slowly moving its way throughout the household. So. Um, so yeah, so uh, while Annabella is talking to Ghent, um, Vespia, uh, well, hang on, before we get back to you, uh, Ithram and Sin, are two of you doing anything specific in the morning? Uh, no, he wakes up pretty early and just starts going through his morning routines, uh, and, uh, starts prepping his spells for the day. Jeremy? Uh, other other than checking to see if Vespia's moved, but yeah. the last time he checked in, she was floating, so... <laughs> Jeremy? Nope. Oh, okay. So, Vespia, you have landed. Who's the first person you're going to? Uh, would she have woken up before or after Ithram? Um, Ithram's Ithram, an early bird. Ithram typically wakes up early, so probably shortly after mm-hmm. Ithram wakes up. But Ithram hasn't. Uh, after Ithram came in to check on you, but not very long after he woke up. She'll go to find him first. Mm-hmm. Though she has no clue whose room is who's here. So. Go ahead and just roll me a D10. <laughs> Ten. You sort of get out. You come out. You, you 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 again draped in this blanket. You walk out of the out of the hot out of the hot tub room. Sort of look around. Look at the door that's exactly opposite of the hot, of where the hot tubs are. And just walk straight into that. Uh, Ithram, are you in your room or are you in the arcane workshop? Uh, he preps his spells in the room. Okay, so Ithram, as you're sort of sitting on your on your rug laden room, the door just bursts open as a mostly naked Vespia enters the room, <laughs> having just instinctively guessed the correct room. <laughs> Good morning, I see you're upright. I did find the right room. Yes, sorry about that. Usually happens when I'm in a bed. We figured something, it was something we're not worried about. Uh, Else you would have warned us. How was your sleep? Aside from very, you're still soggy. 
I was going to say, how pruny is she? <laughs> not very, actually. Not for four hours. Yeah, she's, she's been sort of floating up. Yeah, she's been floating yeah. for the past four hours. Drip dry your teeth, Uh huh. <laughs> uh, also, it wouldn't have. It wouldn't have. Um... It wouldn't, none of you would, oh, yeah. would have necessarily been in the room, but when she actually emerged from the water, uh, anyone that had been in the room would have noticed that the water wasn't actually, like, affecting her. Hmm. Uh, I believe it went well. I found some information I think can be useful. That is good. Should we gather the others? I don't know. I think I heard Grumman. I can definitely smell his cooking. Genty's thinking the workshop. If they're still working up in the middle of things, let them finish and we can do it later, but I would like to get some breakfast. All right, then. I should also probably find my things and my clothing. Uh... Yeah, he probably, uh, he'll point over to his desk, and they're folded on his desk. Thank you. She will start dressing in front of him. Make me a, just because I'm curious, um, make me a, just a flat out charisma check, Vespia. No, no, no role, no, no, no proficiency or anything, just charisma. Twenty. Ethram, she dresses in front of you with a twenty's worth of charisma. All right then. <laughs> <laughs> I see you know how to put your pants back on correctly. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps you can give a lesson to Bellmender. I've seen him struggle a couple times. <laughs> uh -huh. Last night he tripped and fell. <laughs> Does he actually say that? No. no. <laughs> That would be hilarious. Little uh, little Ace Ithram just like completely unaffected by all of your wiles. <laughs> I was going to say, I, I, I can't imagine him saying that out loud because that would be flirting. <laughs> but speaking of, uh, so uh, Camille, you were finding Grummond, or Annabella, you were finding Grummond. Is there something specific or were you just going to help mm -hmm. Grummond down? Just going to help him out and sit in the kitchen and chat like we always do. So, eventually, is there anything else anyone's doing immediately as they wake up, or are you all ready to convene for breakfast? Nope. Breakfast. I get up earlier than normal. This is new. Yeah. Little Probably right up until breakfast, there's the sound, like, from early in the morning to right up until breakfast, there's a the sound of Valdez training in the center, in the center yard. Yeah, so breakfast when, is served. As as Annabella comes in, there is already a cup, like clearly just poured, waiting for her with a lot of honey and like a float of cream across the top. You know me so well. Just for my own curiosity, is there also coffee? Or yes, tea or sorry, yeah, okay. a, a, sorry, I was because I mean, like, if no, Annabelle just a, a literally cup, drinks honey of... with cream on it, I would totally be to here for that. <laughs> no, totally. Yeah, I mean, that's that's dessert. No, this, it's 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 a cup of coffee, but it's like there's a lot of honey and there's just like fresh cream across the top. So she sits and begins to drink and talk. 
and eventually you all gather for breakfast in the main in the main dining room as usual you all see that Vespia is up and about and moving and not significantly harmed from her uh, uh, tenure as a statue or a magic trick <laughs> is, your, is your neck feeling okay dear I've fallen asleep in some weird positions myself, and I know the next day I always feel like the wrong side of a pretzel. Yeah, I can't possibly be comfortable. It's really not that bad. My body's used to it after all this time. Well, if you want anything to loosen you up, just let me know. How long have you been doing that? Drummond, really? A married man? Oh, I married man like me of my age. You learn to take your own fair share of heating unguents and cooling salves, all sorts of things. It's less about the gout than the grind when you get to my age, if you follow me, young man. I'm sorry, what did Titania say? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, hang on, I gotta think back for <laughs> How long has it been going on, I believe? Oh, yeah, yeah. How long has it been going on? I'm trying to angle to figure out how old you are. Since, <laughs> I've, been, since I've been with the library. Oh, how long has that been? Long as, you, like as long as you can remember. In there? As long as I can remember. How long is that? Do you have like days in there? <laughs> <laughs> it gets progressively more direct. Yeah. Or is it like the Feywild, where it's all like twilight all the time, sometimes, like the parts of it? Honestly, after a while, the years just mesh together. Oh, years, plural, more than one. Yeah. <laughs> did you have a good dream? Did it work? It did work. What did you find out? Oh. Is everyone here at this point? Yeah. Uh, unless, is unless, there... unless somebody specifically doesn't want to be. No, I, I, I will, because I don't, I, I don't want to interrupt the middle of a statement. I will just say that um, Grumman will give Ghent like an extra plate with another biscuit. There, there, there are like uh, cheddar cheese and thyme biscuits, um, big slab of butter. And a couple extra pieces of bacon. Because I think that's the first time that Ghent has like actually joked with Grumman. Yes, it definitely is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's just it's sort of like a well, this is clearly how I show affection. <laughs> Ghent comes to breakfast once and I already hate it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, valid. But but sorry, Vespia, please continue. No, it's fine. Is the I remember last night there was a map on the wall. Yes, there still is. Plus, and, all of us have. Maps. Yes, I'm sure. There's still a um, few of the individual maps on the table. As a matter of fact. Okay. Is there? Are there any like pins or anything she can put in the map to mark something? A handful of daggers. <laughs> that, I mean, that works. There are probably you know yes Grumman's actual pins, so that this so that this map there is not just full pins. of dagger holes. <laughs> and yet, and for some reason, it's still full of dagger holes. <laughs> no, that's that's obviously how we make our decisions on what's most important right now. Just throw a dagger at the wall. Stab <laughs> it. But I legitimately, I, I legitimately do have a bunch of darts. 
I do have I do have darts. They are not like throwing darts. Well, I mean they are like dartboard darts. Right. Mm -hmm. Whatever she's sorry. Whatever she sees first, she will stick in the map. Roll me a oh, no, my face. <laughs> Roll me uh Oh yeah, Jeremy, go ahead and describe for the for the audience. Yes. Thank you. Um so yes, no, when 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 Sin walks in, um they are a Yankee pure blood. Oh. Um oh, this is my favorite one. Uh sort of a gold sheen, the the scales along the back and going up sort of around the ears. Uh dressed in just sort of a a dark blue blackish uh, uh jerkin simple pants boots. No real expression. And goes and quietly sits. Uh, the the same wanty that we've seen before, or no? Yes. Okay. Yes. Jeremy, could uh, I what, ask in, you to what remind is me of the their name? name? Nixa. Nixa. Okay. Thank you. Got a oh, up. hey, Nixa. Hello. Or good morning, or whatever you all prefer. Has Nixa expressed dietary preferences or restrictions previously? No, not okay. previously. All right, then you will be offered a, a plate full of previously described food. Cool. Plus um, eggs, by the way. There are eggs done several different ways. Roll me a D4, Holly. Okay. Four. Are you aiming at the uh, the spot where the burial ground was? Yes. Roll me a d20 plus your dexterity and proficiency. Okay. We're just rolling max on fucking everything. Apparently, we're very good at killing maps. Hmm. Okay. I ask this every time. How do I roll straight d20? Slash r space 1d20 uh, plus sign. And then whatever your dexterity modifier and your proficiency bonus added together would be. Also, on the left side of your screen, there's a bunch of icons. If you find the die, it actually has a, a chart that you can roll. Oh, that's what I've been uh, using, but I'm I'm adding the stuff to this. Wait. I'm sorry, what am I adding to this dexterity, you said? Dexterity and your proficiency modifier. Okay. Eleven's good enough to hit a wall. Uh, so uh, Vespia just sort of reaches out and grabs something at random, and it happens to be one of the short swords that's that's that is theatrically stuck in the column that is was put there as a uh, both a both a stylistic choice for the training for the training uh, central room, and also as a surprise defense mechanism because it's a legitimate sword that's just pretend stuck in the wall. Just grabs a short sword and flings it, and bang! The short sword just digs into the wall at the in the upper region of the uh, the uh, the map, kind of taking up the entirety of that peninsula that's circled on the map uh, in Roll Twenty. So Can you please stop questing holes in this map. <laughs> <laughs> I have one question, Vespia. Yes. Did that land where you intended it to land? It did. That's not scary at all. Well done. <laughs> Maybe I'm just that skilled. What is, what is okay. there? 
Vespia, secretly, internally, your fingers slipped, and it almost didn't, but you're that good. (laughs) But she's going to play it off. She totally meant to do that. As someone who hits things like like a pin-sized hole, like habitually, like for a living, yeah, Annabella totally realized that. (laughs) She's not going to call you on it. Uh, last night I read the story of the Mage King it's Kestrel? Yeah, Kestrel. Um, the Mage King Kestrel. Hmm. That is his burial spot. I'm trying to remember details of the story. I apologize. Uh, so he specifically that's his kingdom, or where his kingdom would be if okay. would be if you mapped the world you saw onto Grand Terra onto this world. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, he died in according to the story. He died defending his kingdom from some great evil, uh, and his last known basically uh, f- he basically locked his entire kingdom into a magical protective field with his sacrifice and defended this valley this frozen valley from something along with him and his his chosen sort of mage retainers he defended his lands against a great evil i'm not sure what exactly and he locked his kingdom into this area and how far is that from here um. Uh, well, you guys are all one teleport as the Ithrim flies. Hmm. Yes. Mm. Good point. All there. It's all there. Can you teleport all of us? Um. Let me look at my spell book real quick. <laughs> I think we are actually approaching the maximum capacity of teleport yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. If eight willing creatures. Okay. So, is it yourself and eight, or just eight? You and up to eight, so nine total. So, so we are yeah, not we're... there yet, but we would be with Scuzz. Once Scuzz gets right. here, we'll be we'll be at max That's limit for capacity. capacity. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> Sorry, guys. Taxi's full. <laughs> have to catch the next one. But you only have one. <laughs> so if we add anyone else to the party, that person also needs to be a caster. Right. In fairness. If we can find places with circles, we're fine. That as well. I can cast That's teleportation true. circle. I believe you can as well. Yes. Was there, there any more specificity on where this kestrel was Buried, died, sequestered, was or anything that will help us find it. Um, it was a temple, an ancient temple to an unknown god, mm-hmm. um, that he used also used as a battleground in a in a ravine, uh, you know, a frozen ravine that led to his kingdom. Um, the people that made up his kingdom were all outcasts, people that had been driven out of their own homelands for magical practitioner for bit for practicing magic, basically. Um. Frozen North. These are the, the the most amount of descriptions that you really got. Uh, right. it, was, it was a temple. Yeah, she'll relay all Just of that. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, I suppose most of the ravines up there could qualify as icy and frozen. Was it on a glacier? Was it? Was not noted as such, potentially, but... It did not say so, but that doesn't mean it wasn't. Alan, generally, one does not try to build a permanent structure on a glacier. That'd be foolish at worst and a massive waste of... Never mind. Unless one is... Unless it wasn't a glacier at the time. Or if it was, as I believe Grumman is trying to hint, an eternal glacier that never melted. Also that. Or if the person building was some sort of great mad mage. You know, they build things all sorts of places. That's also true, and I hate that that's true. But it sounds like, you know, we can probably see signs of old battle, look for that. Nixa, this is... Probably. Nixa, this is... I mean, it's... (laughs) I realize it's a massive continent, but that's sort of up in Galadir's area, isn't it? Are you familiar with this part of Eastfeld? John? Give me a either nature or history check. With advantage because of your patron. Uh, I'm equally mediocre at both. Uh, awesome. While you're, while you're doing that, Ithram is uh, futzing around with his crystalline chronicle for the next minute. Hey! I'll take that. 19. I'll take it. You are familiar with, there is an area, um, there is an area that Galadir has been trying to get an agent into for a while, and hasn't been successful. Um, there is, uh, around that area on the map, there is a mountainous peninsula that is seemingly completely sealed off from time and space. Like, you can see it. You know it, you can tell it's there. But Anytime you try to get to it, you never seem to get closer. Um, you've, never, you've tried it yourself once and couldn't, couldn't figure out what the magic was that was de- defending it. Galadir can't seem to unravel it himself. There's something about it is just... It's, it's prevents... It, it refuses to be accessed. There is one place that could suffice for it. It's entering it would be has been impossible up to this point. So we need to find the key. We need to find some way in. Yes. What? What? what what's? What's the problem with getting into it? Is it like? Is there a really big gap outside or something? No, you never get close. It is. <laughs> oh. So it's so it's a magic sort of thing. Indeed. One of those, like, inscrutable wizard uh, locations. Yes. Yeah. Do not totally scrut sort of thing. Perhaps not, if there was some sort of way to... If we could figure out some way to teleport directly into the city. I would assume that's been tried before in... in yeah. From the outside, you, if we can figure out some way beyond... The I see it. Let me try and teleport in. Way. The uh, the one person, I, I, the one person that has the one person that you know of that's tried to teleport into it never came back. So you don't know if it was successful or not. Yeah. Have you tried walking into it backwards? Or like 
through the ethereal plane? That's not something that is within my capability, so no. Someone did try to walk backwards into it, and they got eaten by a yeti. Isn't there a spell that allows you to sort of teleport to anything you can see? Yes, there, there. Are, I have theories. Um, my theories rest around the idea of locating information about a circle directly in. I imagine that the place avoids something as simple as I know it's there, I teleport to it. But if we can get access to a circle, that might work because it is apparently outside of time and space. Use of things like Which... time stop. Um gates um, yeah it could also be in a different plane, potentially yes right things that actually just physically sidestep the very yeah. idea of distance and time might help right. Bispia, is this the so. sort of thing that you might be able to find in the library or when you were looking this part up do you think that already would have occurred to you if it was Would she know? Based on the um, based on the story you read, like the knowledge that you found was was basically a myth. Um, mm -hmm. There may be a myth that pertains to how to get to this place, but you wouldn't bet on finding it, or at least not finding it easily. Uh, I mean, it was basically a myth I was reading. There may be one that's helpful, but it's a long shot to try to find. Oh, well, that's all right. Uh, that's just, just fantastic information all by itself. Thank you. We could research the archives. I'm sure if there's a record of a teleportation circle there, Salzbach would probably have at least an inkling. That's a great idea. Who's that, then? <laughs> Titania's relative. Oh, I, I, it kind of lowers his voice and leans in a little towards Gent. I thought we were trying to kill him. She has more than one relative, you know, Belmendo. Oh. oh, yeah, of course. Seems like a great uncle or something, I vaguely remember. There's... Wait, was it? No, I'm pretty sure that the bad one was a great uncle. My great uncle. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, my fake uncle. Further hmm? back, it gets, it gets, <laughs> but no, he's, uh, he, he, um, is a skeleton who runs a library. Yes. In core. Nest <coughs> there. He is a useful resource. And an excellent conversationalist, too, I think. Hmm. Well. I, I, to, to be honest, I've always heard that libraries were a bit dry, so that, that, that would track. Oh, no. Skeletons are kind of wet for a while before. Oh. Oh, is, oh, is he still in that process of the stage? Like, he's no, got, like, he's been, uh, he's, ligaments and such, like, hanging off of him. That is correct, but... Oh, okay. Ah, oh, were you making a joke? Yes. I see. I understand how that is funny. Speaking Thank of you. jokes, I appreciate I'm that. 
I'm recollecting something from last evening. You're going to have to work on that one, Drummond. <laughs> nobody nobody right. beats a bell. Nobody beats a bell. You ring a bell. Oh, no. Oh, you're referring to the broken bell. Well, that's, it, that's, that's exactly it, because it's a broken bell, so you can't beat it, you see. Are we thinking we're going to go uh, there today, go to the library today to do some more research, stay another night so that uh, Vespia can have, uh, you know, another another trip to the library on it, or... Is that contingent upon us staying here? It, I can it's... sleep anyway. In the back, in the background, while this is going on, Grumman's like, "You still look a bit confused because, see, it is the fact that you can't beat it, but it's also a bell. So even if you fixed it, you still couldn't beat." This is just continuing <laughs> on during the conversation. Grumman, I love you. Hush. I think we should go now. Well, I want to um, uh, go uh, ask my mother a question really quick before we leave. But I'll 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 go do that really quick, and then uh, I'm already packed. So I didn't correct me from cor- traveling here. So correct me if I'm wrong. Titania being very quickly packed and ready to go—that's kind of new, isn't it? Yeah, that's new. Okay, yeah, you get a little bit of a look from Gant on that. Yeah, already, love. Uh huh. I mean, I've I have most of my stuff. I had already uh, it would had already been packed from coming here, so it's fine. I don't need to grab anything from here. Else, all right. Do you want to just go see your mother yourself, or would you like company? Uh, I'll just go by myself. All right. See y'all in a bit. Hey. And yeah, I'll just go across the way because they're literally. <laughs> we live across the street from Titania's parents. Yeah. You cross the street, um, uh-huh. entering into the slightly better grass uh, of your mother's home. Oh, um, man, it is greener on this side. <laughs> whatever reason, uh, the, yard, the, 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 the perimeter of the property that she teleported out of Tarom uh, stays perfectly manicured and green. Um, while the land around it is dying of thirst, apparently this grass is green. Um, <laughs> Your parents are those neighbors. <laughs> They're probably the ones that started the HOA. <laughs> They're on the HOA. Yeah, yeah. they are the brutes. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but yes, you you uh you go up to your family abode. Hello. <clears throat> the door is open. Good morning, Satanya. I'm aware. Come in. Hi, head in. You um, you don't you you find your mother. You don't see anyone other than your mom. Okay. She's just sort of in um in the uh, sitting room, just off to the side of the the entrance. Reading a book. Okay. Hi. Um. I think we're gonna head out soon. Uh. Trying to to uh find some more information, but um, I I figured I'd stop in and say hi again. You know, properly. Um. Mm-hmm. How have things been here since the since you moved? 
He sort of like glances around, gestures towards the world at large. A little chaotic, but I'm quite comfortable where I am at the moment. Have you heard anything from the rest of the family? <clears throat> well, your father is out gathering uh, the various Valkorians. Um, he has a bit of a refuge in the Feywilds that he is using with uh, the the benefit of having, well, uh, having the location of an escaped Archfey allows one quite a bit of a bargaining power in the Feywild, so uh, he's using your grandfather as a bargaining chip. Uh, okay. And acquiring safe residence, basically, for... Uh, a number of our family in the Feywild. Okay. Not all, um, but as many as he can find. Uh, Arm Armir too? Hasn't found Armir yet. Hmm. Um, has have, have you heard anything about the new emperor. He came and tried to get me to join him. I know that uh, shortly before his ascension, he was appearing before many Valgorians and harvesting uh, the remnants of a divine spark that the majority of us have. Didn't appear before me, but I assume that either my divine my divinity is not as powerful as someone else's, or that I am a much larger threat than I take myself for. Can I insight check her? Yeah, sure. Me insight check. Okay. So what what we've been discussing so far? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not my character sheet. There it is. Twenty six. Is she holding back things? Is she you is, have, is she being You have always had a hard time reading your mother. Just flat yeah. out in general. You've gotten really good at reading people over the past year, you know, year and a bit's worth of events. And so as you're sitting here watching your mom talk and thinking about that fact. You realize you still can't read anything off of her. And that in its in and of itself is sort of an insightful like realization. Um, there's something about the way your mother presents herself is always very matter of fact and as appears, and in that appearance feels off. Okay. But you, you can't re- you you've no idea if she's lying to you or not. You just know that. She's not. She is hiding the fa- whether or not the fact that she is lying to you effortlessly and to a degree that you feel isn't necessarily mortally possible. Okay. I'm sorry. Did you say morally or mortally? Mortally possible. Mortally. As opposed to Thank humanly, you. because she's not a human; she's an elf. But yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. Okay, um, that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, 
if we all of the Valkorians in the Feywild. Not all of them, no. The ones that your father's been able to find. Do we know, like... Well... I know there are a lot of us, but percentage-wise? Not a high percentage. I should also clarify, all but, but um, Brava the Younger. She has patently refused to hide. Which... As her aunt, I am slightly proud. Okay. Well, um, good to hear that everything's been going well. I'm gonna head out now. Sorry. It As was her nice grandmother, because she's Armia's daughter, right? Yeah. As a grandmother, <clears throat> it's good to see you too, Tanya. Keep your friends safe. I will. And you as well. Love you. Love you too. And I will leave. You leave? Head back. You hear the sound of the book turning a page. Right? You head back to meet with the rest? Yep. Okay. I'm ready. Everybody packed up? Ready? The... I know you said it like that because you were stretching, but I, in my head I imagined Ithram shouldering both his pack and yeah. Vespia's pack. <laughs> I mean, he probably, he probably would. Buff wizard boy. Yep. Vespia would let him. Grumman is, Grumman is doing that thing where he's like fussing and making sure everybody's bags are lined up in the hall. <laughs> Oh my god, we forgot Kevin. <laughs> All right, did All everybody right, wash this go. morning? Anybody need the privy? All right. That's going to be a long trip. Maybe. I don't know how this works. <laughs> Probably going to be a pretty short trip. <laughs> All right. Always uh, better to try to go and not need to than need to and haven't gone. Come on. <laughs> And it's like, how did I get drawn into a conversation about bathroom habits <laughs> with a grown-ass man? <laughs> Don't kink shame me. Kink shaming, kink shaming is, my kink. is my kink. There you go, bud. <laughs> While we're all uh, gathering around, Ethereum will just... I will remin- remind everybody that as I have never personally been here or seen this area there is a well wait we're going to core right to go to the black archive did you not say that we were going straight to why the black archives would be much better yes yes yeah no i think that was the plan we were all hoping to go to the black archive and talk to jack and see if we could find like a teleportation circle recording Ithram still has the image of Vespia getting dressed stuck in his brain he wasn't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, between that and fucking around in his Woo! crystalline chronicle at, at right, yep. yeah mm-hmm. he's like I'm, I'm going missed... on I'm going on record right now this is my favorite moment of the game tonight like <laughs> casting the teleport and we're like wait we agree on where we're going right and Ithram's like 
Wait, what? I'm <laughs> too late. I can't stop. No. Hey, Jeremy. I'm... I was muted and I didn't realize it. But when Jack said, um, I can't believe I'm having a, bath- a conversation about bathrooms with a grown ass man, I said, Does does Grumman really count as a grown ass man, though? <laughs> I 100% think I, Grumman is older than everybody else. Hello. Those aren't the same thing, Craig. Jeremy. I am certainly glad that we took the, took the step of confirming this before. <laughs> before anyone tried to teleport us yep. into the place that can't be teleported into. <laughs> no, I wasn't going to teleport us directly. You can't tell if that's a joke or not, by the way. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's just Nixa because making a statement. Right? <laughs> as am I, Nixa. As am I. All right. Right, so, before yes. any teleportation Core, gets cast <laughs> to the right place, um, <laughs> was there anything anybody else was wanting to do while Titania was talking to her mom? Going once, going twice. Not at this time, Your Honor. All right. Um, oh, Gens grabbing a, a pebble from the uh, the front, like a uh, drive. <laughs> little footpath up and stashing that in his pocket. Mm-hmm. All right. You go grab some loose oh, debris. Oh, there's one thing. Is can, can I think of or find a way to safely transport one of those rocks that heats the hot tub? I mean, you can, it, they're they're about the size of like a beach ball. Okay, but they're also hot. Well, yeah. I suppose I can leave my beach ball behind. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're about the size of a beach ball and yes it's like a bonfire you can carry it with your bare hands it doesn't burn it just has the heat of a bonfire really yeah huh it's magic yeah, only bringing one of those with us but but again it is like it's you're not putting it in a bag is what i'm saying it, it is too big to I fit mean... in any kind of bag like, so, like, even like a magical bag? Don't we have like bags of holding or something? The problem with the bag of holding is it has to fit in the ho- it has to fit in the opening, right. which is oh, usually about yeah. the size of your head. Yeah, That's you a to, good point. You have to be able to fit I it into whatever. You have, to, you have to be able to fit it like physically point. through the entryway to get it into a bag of holding or any other clothing totally of holding. Valid point. Didn't yeah. think about that. That's just take, wait, but so it doesn't burn? No, it doesn't burn. Now you can we'll take, you can we'll pick take a bed sheet. And we'll make it into a backpack, and you can carry it Yoda style. It is. I'm totally happy. gonna bring it to Grummond and say, "Hey, can we bring this and let him figure Ooh, it out?" That's a great idea. Here, hold on. <laughs> as a, as a, as a clarification, box. again, it is a beach ball sized, perfectly Rock. spherical mm-hmm. stone. <laughs> yep. Probably weighs a couple hundred pounds. <laughs> It's like like it. There, several of so, you are strong enough to carry it, but I just right. want you to. I want you, I want you to accurately, accurately envision the weight of this thing. <laughs> yes, but Grumman doesn't care. That's the point. <laughs> it is. It is. A, it is a small boulder, the size of a small boulder. Right. Which is the same. Amabella went to bath when we're. I'll not just put here. it in the hall. Also, Grumman doesn't care. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can put it in the hall. I do have exactly. the dragon's hall. I'll just put it in the hall. I for. It's it's been a while. This is the like giant dragon's tooth that is basically a hover sled. Mm-hmm. I'll just put it in there. Yeah, you put it in the hall. Been a while. Been a while. Been a while. All right. So you put it in the hall. You have the you have one of the fire stones with you right. for warmth. 
which you know might be useful in the frozen waste we're I was about gonna to be say, going into. Pack, packed my warm clothes. Yeah. And uh, Grumman's yeah. back into like cargo pants, <laughs> suspenders, and sleeveless tee. Looking like every teenager that tries to hike across Europe for their gap year. Hmm? No, no, looking like an old man out to paint the side of the house. Okay, that too. Like, I, like I, yeah, I don't mean like. I'm sorry, I don't mean cover. Like, I don't mean cargo pants. I mean these are more like coveralls. Like, oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. 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 Hmm. He also has like he has a like a broad brim straw cap that has something written across it in dwarvish. What does it say? In I speak Dwarvish. It says Swiggle's number one grandpa. Yes. <laughs> it's just, it's a, it's a white straw hat with that written across it in blue thread. <laughs> Wonderful. In like Dwarven runes. Right. Yep. <laughs> All right. All right. Gathered around the teleportation circle. Yep. Start casting the spell, and then right before we go, and remember, the most important thing is not to, and then we teleport. (laughs) So, puts the hands together, there's a flash of blinding blue light as reality peels away before all of your eyes. And you all, uh, where are you targeting, Ithram? Uh, The the core. The Uh, teleportation circle in core, or just in core? Because you've been there before. Yeah, the teleportation circle in core. Okay, so 100% accuracy, you don't have to worry about it. Uh, so yeah, put it together, and poof, there is the, the sort of pulse of magic as you all sort of stumble onto your feet as if dropped from a very short height um, uh, in uh, in a, in the, the uh, teleportation room in core. There is a fairly large um, domed room that you're in, uh, with a table on next to the exit that has a book and a quill in an ink pot there. Um, and behind that table is a very, 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 very wizened-looking old man. The kind that makes... Uh, kind of like he fell off a keychain, you know? That, like, it's like... <laughs> I believe the phrase fell off a charm bracelet. This, uh, uh, this, 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 this long white beard, Merlin-esque beard, no mustache, long crooked nose, looks like it's been broken a few times, uh, long white hair, classic pointed top, sort of like pointed wizard hat, broad brimmed, um, mostly like sort of, uh, uh, white grays and browns in the robe. Again. <laughs> holds back from telling Grumman to swap hats with him in a look Amish. <laughs> this old wizard looks up. Oh, well, welcome to Kor. Please sign the travel log. Yep, head walk over, sign in. He's just sort of staring at you, Ithram. With that look of some, with that look of someone who is half seeing you and half remembering something you reminded them of. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Ithram, did you sign for the Steel Hearts or did you sign for you? I think normally I sign for the Steel Hearts, so that's probably what I would. Good. Done. Okay, that's all. I like your hat. Is it from here in town? 
Uh, what? No, I have a catheter. <laughs> uh, no, no, not that hat. The other end, the top one. What? I've been, I've been there. It's rough. <laughs> no, I'm not. Going, I... I'm not going to a dance. Oh, you really should. You know, you got to pop your knees a couple different ways, but once you get them nice and loosened up, you can get out there and really rattle around it. I mean, not literally. Okay, Grumman, let's, a, leave, let's pressure, leave it on yeah, to his there's, job. There's some, uh, you feel something behind you as a spectral hand is just pushing you forward. Wait, you can't tell like, me you don't want to see this man on the dance floor. Grumman, Grumman, look at me. It would sound like someone dropping go. a handful of coat no. hangers down the Focus. shingle roof. <laughs> as they're ushering, as they're ushering Grummond out of the room, Nixa goes up and signs separately as yep. Nixa. Vespia does as well. Don't forget your calcium. So there's some sort of like ancient muttering behind as Grummond leaves. Ginkgo oh, biloba. Roman, you made a shit list. <laughs> <laughs> Gent silently walks past. Yeah, silently walks past, out the room, and then makes his way up behind Grumman. Just leans over, kind of right next to his ear, and goes, "Prune juice." <laughs> Why would you do that? The cause of and solution to a great deal of my problems in the morning, my friend. <laughs> so you're and in core. You are all you. Most of you have been to core before. Um, huh? Grumman, you haven't. This is the first time Grumman's been to core. No, I believe first time. Vespia, yeah. obviously the first time you've been to core. Um, <laughs> most of you know core to be a bustling, fairly urban city. Uh, with a uh, with sort of a healthy marketplace and being as it is the one of the largest docks on this particular section of the continent, and also the like it's only like the primary dock really um, of the area of the, uh, the, the of the kingdom of it all. Um, so when you step outside and the marketplace is empty of stalls and people, it sort of hits you a little bit. Um, for Grumman and Vespia, it's very it's sort of like fairly standard um, human architecture: large stone columns, pillars, square buildings. Um, not a lot to see. Not a lot of activity at the moment. Seems fairly, you know. You'd you'd say ghost town, except for the occasional member of the Cornite of the Cornite Rangers um, patrolling that sort of nod to you and continue on their way. Cornite Rangers wearing their very easily identifiable green cloaks that have the symbol of core um, on them. Uh, bows and quivers on their backs, swords at hips. Just patrolling in what seem to be very well-worn patterns. And those of you with higher perception score, higher passive perception scores than the others, notice that while mostly cleaned up, there is the occasional sort of blackened char on some of the white marble of the buildings around. What 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 does Grumman know about this in relation to the rest of the group? Like, is anyone does he know if anyone's from here? Um, as far as you know, nobody's from Core. Um, you know they've been here before. Okay. 
Ithram's probably got the most sort of experience in the region, I think. Yeah. It's probably uh, drove closest. Mm-hmm. It's, it's nice. It's quaint. Different. It's also much quieter than usual. Well, they were recently attacked. Mm. Oh, right. <laughs> I assume. Points at one of the scorch marks. Probably be a fair bet. Archives this way, though, I think. Correct. Yeah. You lead the way. Walking through the streets of Kor, again, it is very odd for those of you that have been here before. Um, mostly empty, very few people. You do see the occasional group of people that aren't guards, <clears throat> but it seems like all traffic happening in the city at the moment is very, very quickly moving from one building to another, not staying or lounging or taking their time. The mm-hmm. purpose of being out in the open is to get out of the open. Um, Are they... Is anybody's behavior like indicating like are they are they looking at the skyline or the roof lines or are they just moving quick like does this seem like it was an aerial attack or was it just an assault of a more standard nature their attitude mostly seems to be as as terrified and sort of timid as the setting seems their attitude is mostly very um mechanical and purposeful Mm-hmm. They don't seem scared of an attack. It seems more like they are in a state of readiness. Right. Okay. Um, you don't notice any sort of like bereavement or grieving or or, or like mm-hmm. long list of the dead or anything like that. Right. It's right. mostly mm-hmm. just the city is on alert. Right. Mm-hmm. And everyone World War is, Two era Great Britain keep calm, carry on. It's Defcon is, One. Right. Yeah. yeah. Everyone mm-hmm. is everyone is attending their daily duties and functions as best they can while the Cornite Rangers and the City Guard are patrolling. Gotcha. You gotcha, do yeah. notice that there are more Cornite Rangers than City Guard at the moment. Yeah. Okay. The City Guard very distinct in are very distinct from the Cornite Rangers. The Cornite Rangers are wearing leathers and, you know, cloaks. They look more like they should be on patrol on the roads rather than in town. Um, mm-hmm. And the city guard wearing chainmail, you know, uh, uh, similar green cloak with the, with the same cut with the same symbol of core, but very much much heavily armored with swords and shields. Um, but fewer of them than there are the rangers. And oh, nothing disturbs us. Gent's going to try and head straight towards the archive. Mm-hmm. No, and also, just another thing, none of you notice any Knights of Adal. Um, this being mm-hmm. part of the Kingdom of Adal, the Knights of Adal are an, yet another fairly, like, Knights of Adal cut a fairly uh, uh, identifiable figure. You know that, um, uh, you know that, um, um, Jeremy, I can't remember your other character's name. Ariel? Ariel, yes. Uh, you know that Ariel carried an Adalian blade, which was a sort of a double mm. blade that could be yep. split apart into two swords. Um, mm-hmm. Knights of Adal are pretty much renowned for dual wielding as a habit. The um, the founder of the kingdom, the uh, Roland Adal I, was a well-known dual wielder, and from his lineage, all of the Knights of Adal train with both hands and weapons, and specifically the Adalian blade is sort of homage to that, in that it is a Signal it is a two-handed weapon that can be split apart for both hands. Um, mm. The uh, so they are very identifiable. They stand out amongst 
amongst the various other armored individuals you might see, you see none of them in core. Which, considering what did I know their numbers to be like before all this started? The Knights of Adal? Um, mm-hmm. Adalian Knights are not particularly populous. Like, they're, they're probably the, the, the majority of the, like, militarized group in the, this region are the Cornet Rangers. They, they are the most widespread. They are the largest. Behind them is the, uh, the Sundered Templar, who are a paladin order that originates in the northern region of the Kingdom of Adal. Um, and then behind them, the Knights of Adal. The Knights of Adal number a few thousand, um, like total. Uh, so they're not a so hugely of... populous, but there should still be a few if this place was attacked recently. Um, so of the, the the lot of them, of the, the three that you just listed, the Knights of Adal are the only ones I've been, I, I noticed that aren't there. You're not seeing any right? Templars either. You're also not seeing any Sundered Templars, but that's a little less... Uh, curious. The Sundered Templar. Less conspicuous. Okay. Yeah, the Sundered Templar typically stay to them, keep to themselves unless they're needed. Well, so the only thing that sticks out is that I don't see Knights of a Doll. Yeah. And they should. So, other than not having been attacked recently, is there any other reason I can think of that they might not be around? I mean, there aren't a lot of them. Maybe they're needed elsewhere, but there typically there's there is a presence of the knights in every city in the kingdom. So, regardless of like the the fact that they are not, I'm sorry, I don't mean to monopolize time, but the fact that they are not present is like a red flag, right? Like that. Yeah, means it's conspicuous. Something. Yeah. Okay. So, Thank- yeah. Eventually, you all reach the Black Archives. This fairly squat, single-story building. And I, the player, am forgetting my ancient history. Is mm-hmm. that uh, was the merger because they lost that war with a doll, or because of a peaceful merger? The reason um, the core is part of the kingdom of a doll. According to history, uh, the kingdom of a doll basically protected core from an outside threat, um, and over the you know their relationship became close enough that they eventually just sort of absorbed the area that Core used to occupy as an independent state. Um, and it just became a part of the kingdom. It's, it's, there's no specific event that is noted as the reason they became part of the core, part of the kingdom. Um, but you all find yourselves outside of this... Yashkar smirks from the, from the distant past. Uh, this squat black stone building with a large wooden double door. And as you approach it to begin the in- entering into the Black Archive, that's where we are going to stop for the week. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, not, I'm not, for some reason, losing an hour, even though it feels like I have. Uh, <laughs> I was like, wait, no, we still go for another hour. No, no, we don't. No. Um, so... That'll be it for this week. We'll see you all next week with more Rantara. Say goodbye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.